0: Art is more than just a composition of beautiful colors and carefully placed brushstrokes. When we can think about it more expansively, that is. Welcome to the Art of Podcast, a show that unveils the masterpiece resulting from you taking your healing into your own hands. I'm your host, Leah Fisher, a trauma survivor turned multi-awarded reflectionist artist with a master's degree in counseling. My highest intention is to create a community for self healers. Together we'll unlock your own creative capacity to design a life of holistic wellness and embrace the healing journey one step at a time. This is a Soulfire Productions podcast. You're listening to the Art of Podcast, and this is episode number five. Well, hey guys, how are you guys doing? I am doing really good today. You know, it's like February and it's 75 degrees outside in Dallas, Texas. Now, I'm not attached to it because tomorrow it could be snowing and I could be locked up in my house and <laughs> not be able to go out for a couple days because we don't like to drive in ice and snow in Texas. We just don't do it well. So we just avoid it altogether. At least I do. But today is absolutely gorgeous. And so I love that. And in addition, I get to have a conversation with one of my favorite people. She has a bright light in my life. She has had such a significant impact on me and and holds this space, an actual physical space for people to come together as a community to meditate and learn about themselves. And it's really beautiful. She is one of the co-founders of Breathe Meditation and Wellness here in Dallas. She has over 15 years of experience as a meditation teacher and a yoga therapist. She's utilized her skills working in the medical community and oh my gosh, this, I absolutely adore this. She created and implemented a meditation curriculum for the Dallas Independent School District, which I think is just beyond great because can you imagine learning how to meditate as a small child or a teenager? Just the the resource of power that that would instill in someone. So she, she did that, which is incredible. She I mean, her teachings have reached so many people at at Breathe, but also she's impacted the life of so many seniors, homeless, celebrities, trauma survivors, veterans, and me. So I just love her and I love this conversation we had. So again, thank you for showing up and listening to this podcast again and enjoy this conversation with Chelsea. Well, hi, Chelsea. Hi, Leah. Welcome to my little podcast space. I'm so happy to have you here.
1: I'm so excited to be here.
0: When I was thinking about people that I had to be talking to on this podcast about healing and creative energy, uh, you were definitely like, you popped in my mind probably first. So I was, I was, you know, like coming up to you say, please do my podcast. And so thank you so much for being here. Thank
1: you for having me.
0: (laughs) Well, So we are talking about creative energy and healing. And I think whenever you're having a conversation about healing, one topic that always comes up is meditation. It always seems to be the thing that people go back to no matter what path you're taking. Do you agree with that?
1: A hundred percent. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So if I'm going to be talking to anybody about meditation in Dallas, it's certainly you. So tell us a little bit about your background and your journey with meditation and how you are showing up to this space right now.
1: So I've been meditating officially since maybe around 2005, 2004, every single day. But as a child, I was meditating, doing now what I know were body scans. That was something my father had taught me to do, to go to sleep, to relax every single part of my body. So I would say I've kind of been a lifelong meditator, But the practice didn't solidify until I started a yoga practice Mm -hmm. and meditation is a big component of yoga. Mm -hmm. And when I was doing therapeutic yoga at a doctor's office, a part of their healing and their rehab was doing breath work and doing meditation And at this time, there was nowhere for them to really practice in a facility. So I opened up a meditation studio eight years ago. And since then, it's kind of been the main focus more so than yoga. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's a part of healing. I don't think we are truly able to heal until we kind of still all the senses, quiet the mind down, connect with the soul, connect to
0: something bigger than us. Mm -hmm. And that has the transformative power. I completely agree with you and I can I can really testify to that because when I first met you I, it was <laughs> I, I talked a little bit about this in my prior episode but I met you right at this time when COVID was just starting you just started breathe meditation and wellness right when COVID hit starting a new business that's crazy but luckily for me you were there because I was going through the separation with my husband and I showed up at your doorstep and I'm just sitting there. I was like in tears. I'm like, I have mother issues. I just can't get past. And what am I going to do? And you said, you know what? You need to go to sound meditation. And it was the golden key. It was perfect. It was perfect. Even though I didn't have a daily meditation practice, just really taking that first step and then action and being that healing energy, it completely changed my trajectory.
1: I love that so much. I think it's kind of the gateway to meditation. Mm -hmm. It can be so intimidating, but sound meditation can instantly transport you to a different place. Mm -hmm. And it affects us on a physical level, on an energetic level, and on a mental level. Mm -hmm. So anybody who's dealing with their (laughs) husbands or their mothers or anything else, yeah. I immediately say go to sound.
0: Yeah, yeah. I uh, you you have sound almost every day at your clinic, is that right? We have it every day. Oh, you have it every day. Some okay. days we have it twice a day, but every single okay. day. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And so if you're in Dallas, you know, you can definitely check it out at Breathe. It's she has amazing are they performers or what what do you call a sound? T- Practitioners. Practitioners. Okay. Hmm. Some of the I mean it's, it's otherworldly, it's transformative, it's transportal, all the things. But so if someone can't come to your clinic, if they're not listening to this in Dallas, do you think it's effective enough like on YouTube or if you're listening to it over audio?
1: Absolutely, because everything has to do with intention.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And the creators of all of the sound meditations have that healing intention behind it. Mm-hmm. They know the frequency, they know the hertz, they know why they're creating that specific soundtrack. Mm -hmm. So that intention is felt. Mm. It is a little different. It's kind of similar to a massage when you are in person. So I would always recommend doing it in person so that the cells can actually be penetrated. When we're doing it audio, we're just penetrating the brain. But that is really important. We are kind of working both hemispheres but
0: in person, we do it on a cellular level as well. Yeah. I mean, it's super magic. It it's is. super ma- You can feel it. You yes. You can feel it in your body in different places. And they and I'm going to be talking to your practitioner, Sean, later, yes. later. And so we won't go deep into it. But it actually changes you on a biological cellular level. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. So listen when I talk to Sean, but we'll go on here. So- on this podcast, we're going to be talking about creative energy quite a bit, because I think that when we are living in our higher selves, when we are in experiencing our creative energy, that's where we feel the best. That's where our life looks like something we want to be living in. So tell me about your thoughts about creative energy. And I know you're an artist, too. You're a painter and you work with resin, too, right? I do,
1: yes. Yeah. So
0: tell me about meditation and your creative artistic practice. I personally believe all of the energy,
1: whether it's creative energy, collective energy, source energy, our personal energy is all from the same place. It's kind of this divine power. Mm -hmm. So whenever people say, oh, I'm not creative, it's just that inability to connect to that source or that creative energy, Mm -hmm. just main source energy. And so for me, a part of my meditation practice is connecting to something outside of myself. And becoming one with it. I know a lot of artists do that. They kind of transport or teleport or just begin to become a channel. Mm -hmm. Whether you are writing or you are painting, you are becoming a conduit. You're Mm -hmm. becoming a channel. And so for me, the more I connect to myself and outside of myself with that collective universal conscious energy, I'm able to tap into it easier. Mm -hmm. And we know when we're meditating, it affects the pineal gland. Which is known as the third eye. Mm-hmm. And we are able to see something bigger than just with our two eyes. Mm-hmm. So that creative energy is also a
0: direct kind of vision that we can
1: have from meditation.
0: You put that so beautifully. I I always create I always refer to myself as a creative channel because it feels like when I'm painting, something else is there. Something else is in control of what my body is doing. And it feels so blissful, and you lose time. You do. You you can't. You, you don't know what's happening around you, and you're just so present and so right there. You're in the flow state. Yeah.
1: And then you are. I truly believe we're either connected or we're not connected at any given time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And for an artist, you have to be connected.
0: Mm-hmm. You have to be out of your head, mm-hmm. out of your body, and constantly in flow. Yeah. And and meditation is just a perfect tool for that because that's an actual practice of getting in that state right mm-hmm. and you can get it on demand if you're if you're in it and, and practicing absolutely yeah do you do you find that your meditation helps your creative energy around running your business of, of running a meditation clinic 100 mm-hmm.
1: there is no way i could do what i do if i wasn't practicing a continual state of awareness both in a formal practice and outside of a Practice. So, most people think, oh, all I need to do is do my 20 minutes of meditation a day and that's it. But really, meditation isn't something we do, it's something we become. Mm -hmm. And so, I know for myself, it was funny. I just did an interview with Kristen Dickerson on NBC Mm -hmm. and we were having technical difficulties and she was listening to it. Mm -hmm. And she goes, oh my gosh. I can really tell the effects of your meditation practice. Neither one of you got <laughs> anxious or verklempt or, you know, frustrated. Yeah. It was 25 minutes of us troubleshooting with her team. And she goes, you guys were just so calm the entire time. Yeah, And so that's kind of the thing. I If I'm in a state of tension,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I'm not going to be able to channel or do my creative process all day long with everybody because each interaction, each person that comes into the studio, each interview, each thing, I need to be able to be outside of my own self and connecting to something higher in order to give the best information or provide the best resource or be the best version of myself. So Mm -hmm. I think it's something that you have to be continually connected to. Mm -hmm. We can tell when we're connected and when we're not connected. (laughs) What do you like when you're not connected? I was not connected yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) I am closing on a house today and I had to get a notary for something. And it was kind of a, a pickle thing, but I, it's funny. I intentionally choose and all the girls at the studio were there watching when i don't want to be connected and it's a choice oh, for okay. me like i know i never have those moments i just say i want to be human right now and i want to experience frustration oh, and yeah. then i feel it for a moment and i get past it i don't do it very often but sometimes yeah when i'm really overwhelmed i just have a moment of girls close your eyes <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna get
0: snarky <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Just giving your per- yourself permission to just have a human experience and and not be like this Buddha sitting on a hill, you know? I mean, cuz that being like that all the time, it just it, it's it's too perfectionistic. It is. Yeah. And I think I spent the
1: majority of my life trying to be a perfectionist and every year I give myself a theme or a vibration or an energy. And this year I want more freedom, mm-hmm. freedom to be human, freedom to experience the spectrum.
0: Yeah, yeah. because without that, you, you can't really even see your growth, Mm-mm. right? Mm-mm. It's the yin and the yang of it all. And
1: also I think we can use it to our advantage because something really funny happened in my one moment of not being connected. And in the end, we all talked about it at the studio, And because I chose to have that human experience, there was a divine thing that happened and it kind of protected me from something. It was the most random series of events. I'll have to tell you offline. But it was a moment of, I was consciously choosing to have an experience. And in turn, I was connected to divinity and
0: protected. It was perfect. Wow. Wow. I, I love that you are, first of all, cultivating awareness, just observing yourself instead of, okay, I'm going through life and life is happening to me. You're saying, okay, I'm showing up here and I'm aware of everything, but I ultimately am in control of my reactions and my emotions around this. Even if they are, you know, upset or fear or, you know, guilt or whatever, you're still, you're just a little bit removed from it, a little bit detached but but still experiencing it
1: absolutely yeah
0: and then in there lies the choice and
1: the freedom and then an opportunity to practice Mm non-judgment so i would always judge if i wanted to feel or act snarky that's Mm. bad why is it bad Mm -hmm. it was actually a moment yesterday thank goodness i was snarky and feeling this thing because Something happened that protected me ultimately mm-hmm. from something very dangerous. Yeah, and
0: like maybe you needed to be a little bit. Defensive I did, or fear. Maybe the fear I did. was legitimate. Yes, yeah. Yes.
1: So yeah. it's not a bad thing, but not, like you were saying, not having the awareness around it, mm-hmm. or the ability to observe yourself, and the ability to choose in that moment. I
0: chose to be that way. Yeah, and yeah. it was a conscious act. Yeah, I think you know when you're talking about the benefits of meditation and, and the goal it it that's one of the highest ones like to be aware and conscious and still being able to participate but but not let being a victim of life you know that's fantastic yeah that's things like, are happening for us not yeah, to us yeah yep yeah. i love it i love it so what are some other benefits of a consistent meditation practice now i i consistency is really hard for me. I don't wake up at the same time every day. I don't I mean, I brush my teeth every day. And that's pretty much consistently everything that I do. So I'm always working on a morning routine, but it never looks the same. And so my meditation, I might meditate in the morning, I might come to breathe at night, I might do it five minutes in the car. But I think that that um, that's pretty normal. But you've been meditating for a long time consistently, you said every day. Mm -hmm. So what do you think the benefits of that is? I think the benefit is complete life transformation oh okay (laughs) and kind of
1: an eradication of suffering Mm -hmm. really i think looking back on my life i suffered a little bit more than i should have or needed to Mm -hmm. and we kind of take ourselves off of everything. It's not just about us. It's more of a collective experience all the time. The pains aren't there as much. We just become the observer of this life. We use everything as an opportunity for growth. And that mindset seems so simple, but Mm. Not, Not, at all. not, not, <laughs> not at, all. at all. Okay.
0: It seems simple, but, so, so but sometimes the simple things are hard. Yes,
1: absolutely. Yeah. And you know, if somebody would have told me back then how my life would have changed, I would have never believed it, but everything from medical issues I was on medication for to the anxiety that I was experiencing on a daily basis to mm-hmm. anger issues, relationship issues, it's hard to make these changes that meditation leads to because meditation ultimately shows shows you truth Mm -hmm. or the reality of things that we're choosing to ignore or to block or to move away from. Mm -hmm. But if you do show up every day in a meditation practice, you have no choice but to do these things or else your practice will stop. I would Mm -hmm. have to make a choice to do what I know I needed to do. Yeah or to not go and sit because I couldn't deal with it. I knew what I needed to do. Mm-hmm. So now I've gotten into such a habit of just making these hard choices in the moment mm-hmm. but easy life decisions. Mm-hmm. So, you know, one of the best examples I can think of is during COVID when it, it felt like the entire world was crumbling and everybody was you know kind of crumbling and just it was not good everybody on an, on a personal level and collective level. And there were a lot of personal things going on in my life. And yes, we opened the studio in February, 2020. My you know, business partner had cancer. My grandmother just died. My dog had just died. Mm-hmm. We had all the funds wired out of our account. Like I got a whole list, my computer crashed. And I'll never forget just not feeling stressed or worried or scared because the connection with myself and the trust with myself is so strong and so deep that that faith, is never faltered and never wavers. And that changes your whole life. That was a big test for me. Can I, in the one, we've never had a global pandemic in our lifetime. yeah, Yeah, So if if I can remain calm and peaceful, not in a state of fear and remain in my light and remain in love and hopeful and optimistic and look at this as an opportunity again for growth Mm -hmm. and to really practice and I hate this term, but what I preach, yeah. great, let me practice what I've been talking about. Yeah. And it was it was easy. I love that. So do you practice every day at the same time in the same place? No. Okay. No, okay. I did for many, many, many years, but I think that's something that human beings need to change. We always think things need to be the same. It needs to be a habit. It needs mm-hmm. to look like a certain ritual, but as we grow and as we change, mm-hmm. our are everything changes. So you can't show up the same way in a practice because you are not the same. Your cells aren't the same. Your brain's not the same. Mm -hmm. Your body's not the same. Your energy's not the same. So you're going to need different things. And adaptability is I think one thing we're all struggling with. Yeah, We, We put ourselves in a box because it feels safe. I don't think being in a box ever feels safe or conforming ever feels safe because I know that I'm constantly changing. So it needs to change. The minute I have to be put in a box, I know that my growth is going to start to diminish.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's an interesting take because I'm going to confess something to you. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm going to interview Chelsea. So I better brush up on meditation. Literature. <laughs> so, so I was just grabbing for my phone because I started listening to this book called Why Can't I Meditate? Mm. And because I was looking for resources for people who are just starting to meditate and he kind of he went into it, – it didn't sound – it didn't resonate with me because, mm-hmm. again, that's not how I work. But he was like, you need to sit down every day and do it, da 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 and that's the commitment. So I love hearing you say that you can – it doesn't need to be that rigid, so ritualistic to get mm-hmm. the same benefits. It's wonderful to hear you say that because like, when I heard that, I was like, oh, shit, yeah. like here I go. <laughs> One of my favorite quotes is there's –
1: a million ways to kiss the ground so we always think that the meditation practice has to look a certain way everybody when they think of meditation they picture an indian man sitting in lotus position you know activating his third eye with his hands in a mudra Mm -hmm. you can go into the deepest meditation just lying on the floor in your bedroom breathing, mm-hmm. or staring at a hummingbird, or just watching the mountains, or being in stillness, eyes open, eyes closed, walking meditations.
2: Mm-hmm. There
1: are so many ways to meditate. And I mean, you could take it as far as, you know, tantra is a form of meditation and that sex and that is two people joining together and like. merging with Some God. Sex there you go. I mean, it doesn't have to be the same thing, yeah. but it's just like religion or anything else. Yeah follow these rules, stay in this box, but we lose this kind of expansion. Are we expanding Mm
0: -hmm. or are we contracting? Yeah. I love that. I love that so much. Such a good takeaway for our people. And so, so yeah, so I want to talk about, um, maybe the person who is just beginning to start to be interested in meditation. I feel like there's this global awakening that's happening and people are really starting to have conversations around spirituality and, expansion and just their minds are opening up to a more global inner more universal energy should I say but when I talk to my friends and people I know I think the number one thing that I hear is that I just can't meditate my I can't sit there my mind is going a million miles an hour so what would you say to that person who's just beginning that is a hundred
1: percent normal
0: yeah it's
1: common and that's exactly where you're supposed to be and what you should be doing mm-hmm meditation is just an opportunity for awareness. And if you can have that awareness, then you can begin to change Mm -hmm. the reality Mm -hmm. and start to see things. So if you're starting off a meditation practice, I always go back to one thing, it's intention. What is your intention for meditation practice? Mm -hmm. Once again, most people are just tacitly consenting or blindly following something, or it's the latest trend or the new buzzword. So everybody's like, oh, everybody's talking about meditation, meditation, meditation. I want to do it. Why do you want to do it? What's your intention Mm -hmm. for it? Is it to... Create more space between your thoughts so that your mind isn't running so fast. Mm-hmm. We can't turn the mind off just like we can't stop the heart from beating. Right. But maybe you want to feel
0: a little bit calmer in your mind. Well, and that and that's, that is usually my response. I'm like, well, that's exactly why you're going to meditate because your mind is chatting at you so much. Yes, you know? yeah. yes.
1: I would say find an intention for your meditation mm-hmm. practice because once you know that, then you'll know how to meditate. Mm-hmm. So if it's just to create peace, or to slow down or to take a moment of stillness for yourself. I know a lot of moms always say, I never, I never have the time. Maybe it's just to create time for you mm-hmm. doing nothing. Mm-hmm. So set an intention.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then once you know that intention, then find an alignment with that intention. Some people say, I can't breathe. I can't catch my breath. I need to just learn to breathe. Mm-hmm. And then maybe your meditation is breathing. Mm-hmm. And then just pick one time a day. It doesn't matter if it's in your car on the way to work or while you're breastfeeding or whatever it is, drinking your morning cup of coffee, remind yourself of the intent of why you want to meditate Mm -hmm. and align with that vibration, align with that frequency, Mm -hmm. let go of the to-do list or the box of what the meditation is and align with the intention of why you want
0: to move towards meditation. Okay. Okay. And yeah, I mean that the intention that's really beautiful and just really so simple. It's so simple. I think it's such a self loving act just to pay attention to yourself and, and to see yourself. I think with all those thoughts, sometimes the thoughts can be very scary Mm -hmm. and they can worry us and they can scare us. And, you know, really just sitting down and listening to yourself and having compassion for those thoughts instead of, pushing them aside and distracting yourself with busyness or substances or Mm -hmm. whatever, you know, just sitting there and just really holding that space for yourself. could be a good intention.
1: Absolutely. It becomes such an intimate relationship with ourself and we all want romance. We want great friendships. We want a good family dynamic. We want some people want a relationship with God, Mm. But how can you have the depths in all of those relationships without the depth in yourself? If you don't trust yourself, if you're scared of your own self, your own mind, how can you hold space for somebody else's thoughts, somebody Mm -hmm. else's fears, somebody else's dreams? And I think this is where going back to your original question, how does having a daily practice, you know, affect you? It
0: changes your whole life because it changes every relationship in it, too. Yeah. And it, it makes sense. I mean, so if you want your life to change and you're taking all these actions, okay, I'm going to make all these phone calls. I'm going to make all this money. I'm going to accomplish all of this stuff. It's all so outward, but you're still you. Your your mind is still going to be racing, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. you still don't have a relationship with yourself. So meditation helps that.
1: Yeah. It's a very intimate practice. Mm -hmm. Everything else is outside of us, but the practice of meditation. It is just us sitting with ourselves in the present moment.
0: Yeah. And one thing I really love about it, when I get into that space, I I might be scared and anxious and and busy at first, but when I really sit there with myself, I feel so connected to everything. Mm -hmm. So it actually, in the end, makes you feel so joyful Less lonely, knowing you're a part of something bigger than yourself. I mean, it's you think it's going to be this anxious thing, but ultimately, it's exactly the opposite. Exactly. Amazing. Amazing. So if someone heard this podcast today and they were going to sit down and say, I'm going to meditate today. So there are so many ways you can do it. Like for me, when I first started sitting there silently, just completely silent was hard and almost impossible. So our beginner who's never done it before, who struggles, what is their first step? I would say find a comfortable place in your home, preferably Mm -hmm. to
1: sit and meditate somewhere where you feel safe and then just sit and begin to become aware of all of your senses. Mm. So notice what you see. Mm -hmm. So starting with eyes open, Mm -hmm. every single thing you see, look at the colors of everything. Look at the texture of the water. Look at the texture of the leaves. Just begin to look around even the fabric of your bedding. Mm -hmm. Just notice. Then begin to listen to everything. Mm -hmm. You'll start to notice sounds you've never heard before in the house you've lived in your entire life. Then begin to notice what does it smell like. Maybe you notice the scent of your dog, maybe the scent of a candle burning, maybe the coffee right next to you that you couldn't notice before because you weren't present, you weren't aware. So find a comfortable, safe space. Mm -hmm. Begin to notice and utilize all of your senses. Now at that moment, you're present. Then begin to notice your physical body and relax into the present moment. So you
0: can arrive you're, you're in the like, present moment. You're like putting me moment. in this meditative stare. I'm like, I'm so feeling my body and relax. I'm like, yes, Chelsea, yes. <laughs> this stuff works. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not lying. Just re-listen to that over and over again. <laughs> so then once you're
1: aware of your body and you begin to relax each body part, so we call it a body scan. hmm then just sit in a relaxed state with eyes open or eyes closed i would practice doing that every day for 30 days mm-hmm.
0: how how many minutes would you try to do that however many minutes you need is it okay to start with 1 minute yes okay. it's
1: okay to start with 3 breaths
0: okay yeah yeah maybe even just like a deep breath a, maybe a yes deep one deep breath. breath okay and what do you think about um i like listening to youtube guided meditations yeah. because the, you know i can go in if i'm having anxiety or if I'm wanting to feel peace or healing or whatever, I can go in there and just type it in and every single meditation will come up. Do you think that that's also a useful tool for people?
1: Absolutely. I personally use Insight Timer when I want a guided meditation. Okay. I love Insight Timer. Same thing. You can look, you can put it in anxiety or sleep. You can do it by time, whether you want five minutes, less than five minutes, 30 plus minutes. So Insight Timer is what I recommend for beginners or people who are looking to take their
0: practice to the next level. Okay. So that's really good. So tell me, I mean, so breathe meditation and wellness first of all i am obsessed with this place i i live there have been doing so for a year i have now upgraded to the vip super duper experience (laughs) you have i have i went to the crystal bed this morning did a little third eye activation before we came here today and i'm obsessed with breathe so tell us about breathe and and what you guys are offering and what you're doing there So breathe is half
1: wellness and half meditation. So we do have two rooms, one guided teacher led room and one audio room. So kind of what I was talking about with insight timer, and then we have wellness modalities to assist you on your healing journey. So meditation is a practice just for us, but it's sometimes nice to, you know, somebody else to hold us and help us along the way. So we have practitioners that do everything from Reiki to meridian balancing, craniosacral therapy, the list goes on. And then we have different modalities that are not led by an individual or a specific healer. They're a machine. So you were on the crystal bed this morning.
0: Yeah. Tell us about, tell us about that. Cause this is my favorite thing. And I yeah. And I will say the first time I did this crystal bed, I'm telling you, I had a 180 experience energetically that was has lasted to this day. When mm-hmm. the first time I did that bed, my meditation practice got so much more intentional, more consistent. Not that I'm super consistent, but way more consistent. It really did something to me. It really did. Tell us about what it is. It's kind of like the one-stop shop to
1: healing. So mm-hmm. it's made by shamans. There's seven healing modalities in the one unit or the mm-hmm. one machine. Mm-hmm. So you're laying on an amethyst crystal bio mat and both in the pillow and on the bed, the entire thing heats up with infrared. It vibrates to different frequencies, depending on the healing choice we pick for you. Then you've got the clear quartz, rose quartz, and chromotherapy which is a fancy way of saying light therapy coming through the crystals Mm -hmm. you listen to binaural feedback on the headphones while doing a guided meditation and it's just
0: kind of a full mind body spirit healing it's it's absolutely heaven it's it's my favorite and what about the is it the magnosphere we
1: have the magnosphere which is a machine that changes your electric magnetic field so There's a doctor out in Florida who created the machine because his father had Parkinson's and he realized that every single disease ailment has a specific frequency, electric magnetic field to it. And you can change that electric magnetic field through these copper coils. Mm -hmm. So this one has about 75 different protocols, everything from sleep issues, GI issues, anti aging. We can pick the specific protocol you are needing at that time. And you lay in a zero gravity chair. You listen to a guided meditation as well. And, for me, that's actually my favorite. I love it. It yeah. feels almost like bubbles melting on your skin.
0: Yeah, it's really cool. I've, I've only done it once, and I'm going to do a session of that before I interview Sean. But I had a, some lower back pain, and we did it for back pain, and it was absolutely gone after I got out of there. It's
1: really weird. If I get a headache, that I have a propensity for headaches. Mm-hmm. So if I start to feel one come on, I go in there, put on the headache protocol. It's gone within 15 minutes. Yeah
0: incredible incredible and yeah the i mean and you have meditations every day I all mean, day the, yeah, long yeah, from all, 7 a.m till 8 30 at night and you can come in there and do a guided meditation anytime but you usually have three to four practitioner meditations a day we're up to about
1: seven or eight now <laughs> Holy wow, girl!
0: I, oh my gosh you guys are so good and i will also say that your everything you sell in the in the lobby is i mean i i want everything i bought crystals there oils books uh t-shirts i mean every time i have a a present for someone i I march up to your store and and get it because i mean there are so many beautiful things there so thank you so any closing thoughts this was so amazing thank you for having me i love talking to you me too me too and
1: i would say just Take the pressure off of meditation. Get rid of the way you think it's supposed to look, Mm -hmm. the way it's supposed to feel, the way it should, you think it should be, and just be open to the
0: experience of meditating. Yeah. Could not have said it better myself. I love that. Okay. So where can we find you? How can people connect with you on
1: social media? So my handle is my name, Chelsea Charbonneau, okay. and then breathes
0: is breathe meditation and wellness. Okay. Oh, and one more thing, you guys are having a retreat that you still have some spaces open for, right? We
1: are outside of Austin in the Hill Country. Okay. We are having a retreat over Mother's Day weekend in May. Oh my gosh. And it's beautiful. The woman who owns the property. It's on 46 acres. So we'll have yoga and meditation, wine tasting, beer tasting, um, a couple different workshops. We've got Reiki healers coming. We're doing a hike. There are saltwater pools and we're going to do cold baths and plunges. Okay.
0: Good. Good. Well, thank you so, so much. Thank you. I love you so much. I love you too. Okay. So if you guys are feeling the show, please follow and like and rate it's a brand new podcast. So if you leave a comment or give me five stars, that would be super helpful. You can also sign up for my newsletter to find out what's happening and what we're going to be talking about on future episodes. You can also find me on Instagram at Leah Fisher art. And as always, if you have any resources or amazing people like Chelsea that I need to meet, please let me know because that's, what's going to be feeding the content of this podcast. And I want to know what is working for you guys. So I'll talk to you soon.